0: At Bellwether this month, not only are we celebrating Christmas, we're giving thanks that we now have a new worshiping home. And our Christmas series is titled, Welcome Home. So many people think about home during this season. So many people miss home. We sing Home for the Holidays. So we're using this time as we move into a new home to ask ourselves, where is our true home? Is our home home? In Jesus. Yes, we can come home for the holidays, and yes, we're thankful for a new worshiping home, but most important, for us and for you, we want our home to be in Jesus Christ. So this month, we'll see what is life like when home is in Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcasts, and we do hope you will find your true home this Christmas in Christ our Lord. Pray with me before we get into the message, Heavenly Father. As we look into Your Word, we come across the uh, the very well known story of the birth of Christ. I pray that through it we would see anew you how You've come to us, how much You love us, and the peace that You offer—a peace that we can find nowhere else in this world uh, with our own strength—and that we would we'd receive it in humility, and with thanksgiving. I thank you for those that are here. Thank you for their families. More so, I thank you for your spirit that is speaking to us, even when we don't realize it. May we receive your peace this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would, turn to me to Luke 2. We're going to read verse 8 through 14 today. But uh, before we do that, just a, a brief recap We've been talking, uh, the theme this month is Welcome Home. Both this new home for Bellwether Church, but more so that our home should be in Christ. And what it looks like when our home is in Jesus. Uh, Our opening service, I talked about having a purpose and a place in Christ. Then we talked about expecting God to show up when Jesus is your home. And last week, we talked about wisdom with the wise men. And how a wisdom when Jesus is your home looks very different from the wisdom of the world. Uh, We give differently. We find joy in different things. And it is a wisdom that we could not get anywhere out of this world, but only from Christ. And today we're going to talk about peace. Peace. Peace that Jesus offers us. So Luke 2, starting with verse 8, and I'm going to read through verse 14. In the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Stop right there, we'll come back to it. Now, I've said this before and we'll say it again. I love Christmas carols. Uh, I love that uh, 105.1... Starts November 1st, playing Christmas music. I'm bummed that they end December 26th. i like to continue on through New Year's. I love the Christmas songs, and one of my favorites is titled A Christmas Song. And my favorite singer of that song would be Nat King Cole. We actually played it along with some others as you were coming in this morning. And I don't know if you know it, I don't know if you know the words, but it starts... Chestnuts roasting, I'm not gonna to sing the to word, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, uh, Jack Frost nipping somewhere, Yuletide, I don't even know it, Yuletide carols being sung by a choir, and folks dressed up like Eskimos. There we go. And we're not dressed up like Eskimos, it was eighty yesterday, but that's uh, those opening lines and as that song continues, I always think of just you know this Norman Rockwell, peaceful image of of home and hearth and you know you're you're sitting around, you know, by the tree and just, I don't know, maybe smoking your pipe. I don't smoke a pipe, but I might pick it up. But you know, it's just like this this idyllic, you know, peaceful setting that I think a lot of us always really long for. Maybe it may not look like that, but you know, Christmas Eve, we're just at peace. And then, you know, the kids run in Christmas morning and they they may not have gotten what they want. Or one of the siblings wants something that the other one has, and they get in a fight, and there's not peace. Uh, or perhaps, you know, the husbands, like myself, you know, are, are trailing, you know, dear blood more so than they're trailing, trying to get Christmas presents, or taking care of the family, and so there's not peace there. Or maybe, you know, someone's not married, and they're not, they're, they don't have peace in their hearts, because they're like, they're thinking this time of year, well, am I going to get married? And, thought. and so there's not peace there. And So we want this idyllic, peaceful setting, regardless of Rockwell or whatever Christmas song. Yet, it is, uh, it's extremely hard to come by. Uh, in our marriages, in our, in our lives, in our families. It's and I read this passage, and the, and the key question I want to ask uh, myself, all of us today, is what is this peace on earth? That the angels are talking about. I mean, they say peace on earth, peace among those with whom God is pleased. The angels are saying peace on earth. Jesus, peace on earth. What is is peace on earth? And and I would also argue this passage is probably one of the most famous passages in the Bible. Most of you know the story. I would also argue that verse 14 is probably one of the most famous verses uh, in the Bible. And that slogan, peace on earth. Is probably, I mean, the most famous slogan or phrase out of this. So we all know it, but we don't know it. And, and what is it? I want to talk about peace. I want to talk about peace when Jesus is home. And really, there are three parts of the sermon. First, what it's not. And so I'm going to start off saying what this peace is not, what it is, and then how we can have it. So, what is this peace on earth that the angels are talking about that Jesus will give us? What what is it not? Well, first off, it is not what we would think of as like peacemaking. As in, you know, going around and trying to make peace, maybe among people, maybe among families, uh, maybe among nations. And you're like, well, that's kind of harsh to say on Christmas, you know, peace, aren't we peacemakers? Yes, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. But this piece is not making peace. It doesn't start there. Jesus also says, and I'm going to highlight several verses here, okay? Luke 21.9. should be coming up on the screen. Luke 21.9. It will say, Luke 21.9. Here we go. Luke 21.9. Come on, brother. Come on. I'm getting it. Getting it. Got it, there we go. We're still, we're getting used to our home. It's okay. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Luke 21, 9. Jesus says, look at this, when you hear of wars and tumults, do not be terrified, for these things must first take place, but the end will not be at once. Jesus says there will be wars, there will be conflict between nations, between tribes, uh, between families, between people. I mean, we're... Our nation is still in the midst of war. We have soldiers fighting. Just you know this weekend on the news, I was hearing about a country in Africa. I think it was Central African Republic, but Muslims and Christians have started a war there, and there's conflict. There's wars everywhere. Jesus says, "Don't be surprised." So there's not going to be peace on earth fully until He comes. However, we should still be peacemakers. Romans, Romans 12:8 says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So we have these two different things. One, Jesus saying, you know, man, there are going to be wars, big time wars, personal wars. And then Romans also says, if possible, as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Key phrase there is if possible. Sometimes it may not be possible. But if possible... As followers of Christ, as having a home in Christ, we should make every effort to be at peace, one with another, personally, families, in-laws we may have conflict with, friends we may have conflict. He says, if possible, make an effort. But Jesus says there's going to be wars, there's going to be conflict. So the peace that the angels are talking about is not what we would typically think of as peace making. Okay? It's also not Peace experiencing. Uh, so often in our world, people say, I just want to be at peace. I just want to find peace. We do things so we can find peace. People, you know, heck, people, you know, I go deer hunting to, to find peace, and it doesn't, you know, I get conflicted because I can't hit a deer, I can't find a deer, you know, but we, we seek that. People do, uh, people run, people work out, people do yoga. I don't do yoga, but that, that's great if you do. But, you know, they want to try to find some sense of peace. So much of life is about, and I want peace. But the peace the angels are talking about and the peace that the Lord brings is not peace experiencing either. Look at this verse. You know, this verse really should be read every Christmas, just well, it's not very clear, but it's confusing. But we should still read Look at this. Luke twelve fifty one. Look what Jesus says. Jesus said this. Ten chapters from Luke 2. Jesus says, Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. A lot of what Jesus is talking about here is that when He is our home, when we find our rest in Jesus, it's not going to be all peace and, and love and joy. It is. But it's not. Because there are going to be people that we're not going to have peace with. There are going to be people that don't have life in Christ and you know, they may be in conflict with us. There may be situations where as Christians we're going to maybe look down upon. Maybe we're going to be chastised. I don't know. Have Jesus your home does not always bring peace with all people. Jesus says it. That's what Jesus says. However, it does bring peace. Philippians 4, seven tells us the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus. So you may be like, man, I'm just all confused. It, it's okay. It's I am too. No, seriously. The peace making. There are going to be wars, but yet, if possible, make peace with everyone. Jesus says, "I didn't come to bring pre- peace. I'll bring division." But yet, there's a peace that we have that will surpass all understanding. So, what is the deal? The deal is to see the peace that Jesus offers does not begin with, here peace making peacemaking or peace experiencing. Those will come out of the peace that Christ gives. But it doesn't start there. And a lot of times we get confused, like, well, there should be peace on earth, or we should have peace one with another, or I should experience peace. You don't start there that's where I want to get, where this peace, true peace with Christ, where it does start, where it does begin. And I'll go back, I'm going to hit a verse, but first I'll go back to the song we sang, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. The peace the angels are singing and praising about, the peace that lasts for eternity is peace with God. And the peacemaking that we should do, but won't have in full, and the peace experiencing that we will get, but not in full, begins and ends with peace in God. Peace on earth and mercy mouth, God and sinners reconciled. I said that song is one of the most theological hymns or songs, really, of any. Charles Wesley wrote it. You're like, okay, so what does that mean? Here's what it means. What the piece is, is that we're in conflict with God. By our, our nature. Our minds, our hearts. You're like, no, I'm not in conflict with God. I'm here. I'm here on a Sunday. Well, some of you probably are here because you were, were forced to by somebody else. But and then others, if you're here and you're trying to do well, and you're trying to find God and see God. But our nature... Our nature is in conflict with God. What do you mean by that? It means this. We want to be our own God. We love God. I mean, I I love God. We seek God. We come to church and everything. But we seek Him for support. We're like, God, I need guidance in this situation in my life. God, I need help. I've got, you know, family who's sick. Uh, My marriage is struggling. I need need your support for my life so that I can do and live how I want. Our, Our base nature, heart, mind, soul, spirit is in conflict with God. And there's nothing we can do about it. And, and you may not believe me, and that's, if you don't, that's okay. We'll talk about that in a second. But I know for me, and, and as pastor, as someone who says, I want to serve your church, I'm in conflict with God. Every day. I want to live my own life. I want to do my own thing. I want to do it my way. That's why these terms like surrender, accept, that's why we throw these out. that You've got to say, God, you're going to be on the throne. So we're in conflict with God. And the peace that Jesus offers is peace with Him. Colossians 1.20 says it uh, best. Through Jesus, to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by His blood on the cross. By His blood on the cross, we have peace. Romans 5.1 says it better. It's not going to be up on the screen. Don't worry, y'all are good. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been saved by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God. And again, some of y'all are like, okay, what is this? Okay, we have conflict with God. And what we could not do on our own, Jesus did. He came to us and He said, I'm going to reconcile them. I'm going to bring them back to you, Father. Some of you are still saying Come on, explain this. Okay, here. Let me put it in terms of a husband and a wife. Husband and wife are in love, and then they fall out of love. Fairly common. They fall out of love, and they're estranged. There needs to be reconciliation somehow. Often it doesn't happen because when you fall out of love and when you're estranged, a lot of the good things turn into Bad things. Let me give you an example. If the guy is, the husband is like calm and poised, once when they were in love, he was calm and poised. Out of love, estranged, all of a sudden he is emotionally unavailable. Any of y'all ever heard that? I have. Emotionally unavailable, okay? Working on it. The wife or the spouse, she is so meticulous and detailed and careful. And loves her because of that. And then they fall out of love and estranged. All of a sudden she is nagging or nitpicking or has such a critical spirit. I'm not saying this is how it is with, and she's like laughing. It's really not that way, but I'm just giving you an example. We still love each other. I love you. We're in love. All of that. But my point being when there's conflict and they fall out of love and there's estranged Then a lot of the good things turn into bad things. So how does this deal with God? Well, look, if you have issues with God, some of the good things about God become bad things. The mystery of God, and that's great. I love mystery. The mystery of God, his awesomeness, his power, his majesty, becomes, man, I can't really know God. The grace of God that we always talk about, the beauty of that grace, it becomes, That's too easy. It can't really be like that. The power of God, the control He has of lives and human affairs in the world becomes accountability. It's somebody trying to control my life. You see that? The good things about God when we're separated from Him become bad things. I've heard every one of those three from from some of y'all out there. We're in conflict with God. And the peace the angels sing the peace that we need to begin with is saying it is peace with God. So, last part, how do we get it? I mean, that's great. You're like, okay, it's not peacemaking. It's not peace experiencing. It is peace with God. We're in conflict with God. Jesus brings it good. So what do we do? Like, how how do we get it? Three things. First, realize we need it. And this is a trap that a lot of us fall into because we don't realize we need it. We feel, man, we're good to go. I'm, you know, I'm doing good things. I'm, uh, I'm helping my neighbor. I'm, you know, providing for my family. I'm, I'm doing good. And so why should I need uh, this peace? Because we're in conflict with God. Every day, all the time, we want to be God. We have to realize it before we receive it. Here, give you another example in, in my life. You know, if it's Christmas, we give gifts, we receive gifts. You really, though, don't receive a gift unless you think you need it. Here's what I mean. I Use myself, and I'm, I'm dealing with this. So, getting, getting a little bald spot right up here, okay? And so, let's say somebody gives me, I don't want this, but somebody might give me a Rogaine, okay? And I open the present, and there's Rogaine. Well, if in my mind I'm like... Man, I don't really need this. And, you know, I'm just living in an alternative world. And, you know, I've got the hair, it's no bald spot or anything. I'm not really receiving that gift. I'm going to thank you, give a fake smile, you know, throw it. You know, we do that. If we don't think we need something, we don't really receive it. You know, it's, it's fake. I mean, another thing, even worse than that, you know, I mean, I'm going to be, you know, white at 45, I think. I mean, I'm getting gray pretty early. And if somebody gives me some hair color, I'm like, you know, I'm in denial. You have to admit you need it. So to receive it first, you have to realize you need this peace. You have to realize that I want to be my own God. And I need the peace that Jesus can bring. Realize it. Realize you need this peace today. Second, receive it. You're like, okay, that's easy to say. How do, how do you receive it? Well, there's a couple things here. You can receive it in a- you can receive it in your chair, you can receive it in prayer with someone else, you can receive it at church, you can receive it, you can receive it in a moment, but you gotta receive it on earth. Let me say that. You're not gonna get another chance past this life. You've got to receive it on earth, but you can receive it in a moment, and get this. At that moment when you receive it, you will never look any better in front of your Heavenly Father. I mean, really, you want all the good you'll do after that, all the mission you'll do, all the small groups you lead, maybe being a pastor or maybe going to mission field, you will never look more better and beautiful to God the moment you receive His peace. Never. When you stand before Him, you want to look at all the works, you, when you receive it, you say, I need it, I want it. It's done deal. You've received His peace and He, he looks at you with, with love and joy and you're beautiful in His sight. And you'll never be beautiful, you'll never be all the good things that you do. Realize you need it. Receive it. And here's the truth. It's really why so many of us struggle. Like, what do you mean by that? Well, I know for myself and for many of you all, I and mean, we struggle with anxiety. FOMO. Fear of missing out. FOMO. We don't forgive people. We don't live, we don't strive to, if at all possible, make peace with other folks. We forget what we've received. We forget the peace for all eternity, for all of our history. We forget that we can stand for God, saved, redeemed, holy, in righteousness, all these theological terms, but they're true. That's what the Bible says. Stand before Him. We forget. So the third most important thing is to, to remember it. To remember when it happens. If it happens today, to remember it. To go back to it over and over again. This is why you need to come to church. This is why you need more of a connection than just church. Remember what God has done for us in Jesus in sending Him. It wasn't just about the sweetness of a baby and a great little fairy tale story, not a fairy tale, but it's seen, you know, in the manger and all that. It's that God came to us and He said, I'm going to bring peace. I'm going to bring peace between them and God. So it'll be okay. Because see, if you remember that, seriously, if you remember that, why should we really be anxious about anything? If you remember that, why can't we forget? Those who've wounded us badly. If we have peace with God, I mean, and we know it and we realize it and we live it, it changes your life. One other verse. It won't be up here. I'm gonna paraphrase it. I'd love for you to write this down and look at it, though. It's first Peter one verse twelve. First Peter one twelve. Y'all aren't writing it. I'm just assuming you don't have pens. But first Peter one twelve. That verse is powerful because we started with angels, we're going to end with angels. It says, angels long to look at the gospel. Simplified. Angels long to look at the gospel. Well, then you might say, what is the gospel? The gospel is Jesus coming to us. The gospel is giving us peace. That we need it, we can receive it, and it's only because of what he's done. Now, I say that because angels, gang... Are, are like greater than us. I mean, angels are, are better than us. They're, they're greater than us. They're more powerful than us. They're stronger than us. They're angels. And Scripture says they long to gaze, to look into the beauty, into, into the power of the Gospel that we're saved by Jesus. And if angels who are stronger and greater and mightier and better than us long to do that, why can't we? Because we don't know exactly what it is. We don't know our need for that peace. I pray this Christmas we will become more like the angels. Gaze at the gospel, remember it. And if we remember it, or maybe some of you may need to receive it for the first time. If we do that, then peacemaking and peace experiencing flows out of that. So another song, another carol, I don't even know the title of this, but it says, Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Is really, really true. Because if you receive and remember the peace that you have in God with Jesus Christ, then peace does begin with you. And you can go forth as a peacemaker and you can experience true peace. But the last thing I'll say, and this is very... Very important and it goes back to the last words of the passage in Luke two. The angel said, "Peace among those with whom he is pleased." You know what that means? It means not everybody has that peace that there's some who have it and some who don't and this is the this is god 's word sometimes. That phrase actually changed. It say all men, but that was a uh, that was really a, a paraphrase. the The more literal translation would say, "Peace among those with whom he is pleased." And this is key because it means not everybody has it, and it's key because we want you to have it. We want you to have the peace that Jesus offers. So I know that there's a lot of things we got going on in the next couple of days. I know that not all of us have peace in this world, from peace making to peace experiencing. What the gospel says, though, is that you can have peace now and peace for eternity because of Jesus. I pray you realize it. I pray some of you receive it. I pray all of us, myself included, remember it. We can be peacemakers and experience this peace. Let's pray. Jesus, Jesus, you, you came to give us a peace that no, no one, nothing else offers. And in, in the service that I do and others do, we, we deal with people that are in perpetual conflict. A conflict with others, a conflict with you. So my prayer, our prayer is that people would, would realize the peace that you can give and receive it. And out of that, it changes lives, changes circumstances, changes relationships. We don't have to deal with anxiety or FOMO. And we can forgive. Peace our world need begins inside each of our hearts with what you offer. I pray people would wake up and realize they need it. And receive it. I pray I would remember it. I pray we'd In Jesus' name. Amen.